Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Stacy Boston. Stacy, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Stacy has a Master's of Arts in Psychology and Contemplative Psychotherapy. She is a coach and licensed counselor, the founder of Everyday 52, and she is on a mission to cultivate a contentment movement. I'm excited to have you on. Stacy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Um, thank you, George. It's so fun to be invited onto your program, and it's really true. The time is right. Um, personal life. I live in Colorado and I absolutely love it here. Grew up here. Um, love hiking and walking and being outside in just about every season. I'm a mom to two great kids. I have fabulous friends and family. And, um, I'm also in private practice as a therapist. And as you mentioned, a personal development coach. And my true passion is around, uh, really helping people to understand what it means to practice contentment. And um, I love to talk about it. Excellent. So I came across the practice of contentment probably four or five years ago, just in a desire to become more efficient and I, 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 I guess just happier. But can you tell us what the practice of contentment is? I can. I, I, I want to start it out with a little context, though, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little bit of, of story, a little bit more about me in the spring of 2013, discontentment had a crushing hold on me. I was lonely and I was frightened and overwhelmed and and heartbroken. And I struggled every day to convince myself that I shouldn't be so miserable because my life was mostly good on the outside. So, you know, as I mentioned, live in a beautiful part of the country, had a successful career, great friends and family, but underneath all of it, things were pretty rough. Uh, I was in constant pain from a cycling injury and, um, my best friend was battling breast cancer. I was a single mom of a teenage son and that's really not very easy. And he was about to be graduating from high school. So you, you get the picture. I was, I was life looked good on the outside inside. I was, I was really struggling. And excuse me, um, my aha moment about contentment came by really getting clear about how discontentment was killing me because I ended up in the emergency room uh, thinking I was having a heart attack and thankfully I wasn't. But um, I had this realization that I had to do something about um, what was going on in my life, the way I was living my life. And uh, figure out how to make some changes. And I have a meditation practice and really um, value the benefit of mindfulness. So I decided that I was going to figure out how I could um, feel better and have all my feelings, even the not so good ones, and, um, and, and turn my life around because I really got it. The discontentment was getting in the way of me being fully alive. So um, I expected those answers to be complicated, like how I was going to get to that big sort of complicated answers. And I really discovered quite the opposite. Um, 
I brought my attention to the simple, ordinary moments of my life and really became mindful about those. And it made a difference um, and makes a difference. So in that, I discovered contentment. Um, I thought maybe, and some people make the mistake of um, contentment. They think that contentment is a form of settling which is actually what I was doing in discontentment. I was settling in discontentment. And, um, and, and contentment is actually uh, the state of being unshakably okay. So mm-hmm. practice of that, that's where I'm really on a mission to, to um, get a contentment movement started. I think it's possible for any of us to, in any moment, uh, deal with whatever life is throwing at us and from a position of being unshakably okay, be able to, to do that and, and live life instead of have it get the best of us. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think that when people hear contentment for the first time, I'm, I'm glad that you brought, uh, brought that up, that maybe they think that you're just settling, like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm just fine. I'm not really striving for anything. I'm, I'm, I'm okay where I am, but that's not what it is at all. Exactly. Um, and it's different than happiness as well. I think that I'm happy when I when I eat some ice cream, right? And then I get sad yep. about stuff. So things that are coming in outside stimulus can make me happy and can make me sad. But if I'm content, that is that is my true north or my my regular waking is 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 being content. So yeah, and I like to equate it to being unshakably okay. Like that, I think makes sense to to almost everybody, unshakably okay. So I can be in a state of contentment and, you know, life is hard, but contentment doesn't have to be. So that's a, that's a really important thing to be able to hold on to some hope around. And right now here in the United States of America, we quite possibly live in the best possible time that human beings have ever lived in. We're incredibly prosperous. Even if we're making $30,000 a year, we're still making way more money than the majority of the world. Um, we're, we're healthy, or at least a lot of people are, yet so many people are unhappy. So few people enjoy their work. We're financially unsuccessful. Um, and that's stuff that, that I really try to figure out what the root cause of all these things. And I think that I go back to it's it's a matter of discontentment. I would completely agree with you. I think if you think about, just think about um, people's relationship with money. And most often, I mean, you're, you're in the business of personal finance, right? Helping people with um, really making better sense of that and, and learning to do it well. It is, um, money is connected. You know, if you think about it, people feel fear they feel anxiety. They feel like they don't know what to do. Um, it's 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 there's depression around money. It you know it's a it's it can be a source of discontentment, um, and it, it doesn't have to be because if you're coming uh, from a place of being able to feel your feelings but still um, trust that you can be okay, that makes all the difference in being able to be more successful, to um, show up at work differently right? To be able to, um, be more present with how you spend and when you spend it, it's, you know, if you're in a place of, of contentment, uh, even if you don't have much money, it can change your relationship with money. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that it does. Um, 
and I talked about how we're we're in such a wonderful place here here in, in the United States, but at the same time, the deck is stacked against us because we have the media and social media and everything telling us that 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 we need more and we need better things and we need different things than than we have. And I think that unless we are aware of contentment and we are being mindful, then we're just swept along by that current. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And you know that 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 um, I think we forget and and have this idea that everything is far more complicated than it actually really needs to be. And media certainly does that. You know, we've we we live in a we live in a time where where things are actually um, the more complicated the perception is the better, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the beauty of contentment is that it is actually accessible in a really simple uh, way through mindfulness as one source of practice. And I think, and, and also our society conditions us to think that that things from the outside are what are going to make us happy. And so we are trying to accumulate things, material possessions or things like that. There's this great book by Shel Silverstein called The Missing Piece, if you're familiar with yep. that. I love great, that book. And all, all of his stuff is, is awesome. But yep. um, And the whole moral of the story is nothing from the outside is ever going to make you a complete whole person. It has to come from inside. Right. So now that we know that that's the answer, how do we do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. Um, so uh, I – just to go back to my story a little bit and that, that – um, the discovery that I made around what it takes to be unshakably okay, I have created a deck of cards, right? And in each card there is, so there's 52 uh, cards in a deck in 52 weeks in a year. And on each card, there's a specific practice to focus on each week. And in that focusing, really being mindful about whatever it is, they're super simple, right? Like, um, just really easy. And, and I, I'll give one at the end of, at the end of our, our talk. But the, the whole point is that bringing our attention each week to something really seemingly insignificant and ordinary, there is something really beautiful where the ordinary is transformed into something extraordinary. Um, so how you see the world, how you feel in the world, um, your sense of presence, your sense of purpose, um, your relationship with yourself and others, it's all just uh, available in ordinary, everyday moments and being present in life. Uh, I don't know if that answers the question exactly, but does it give you a sense of what it's about? I, I think that it does. I think that there's no reason to think of successfully being a contented person um, any differently than being a healthy, having a healthy diet and exercise program, all the tools are available to me and I may even know them already, but unless I put them into practice, then, then none of that matters. So it is a matter of, yes, I do need to seek out what, what these tools might be, but then I need to actually practice them on a, on a daily and sometimes hourly basis. So absolutely. And, and I'll just say too about practice. I mean, that's, that's the key word is that it's all practice and it's not about doing something perfectly and, um, and 
and getting it exactly right. It's about curiosity and awareness and, you know, um, everyday 52 is really, it's a, it's an everyday mindfulness practice in our everyday, um, what it is, all the things we do to live as we live. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think also if people are not really all that familiar with the idea of mindfulness, I think that you could be, I don't want to say turned off by it, but it may be, it may strike people as be a little bit too spiritual or if there's a better term for that. Uh, but again, it's not, it really is just being, it's being grateful and aware of all the wonderful things that, 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 that are in our lives. I think that the, yeah, the key word there is aware, right? So mindfulness, maybe it is uh, connected a little bit with something that sounds like it might be more spiritual, but it's it's also it's becoming more and more of a buzzword because I think people are really um, tuning into and becoming aware of how important it is just to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you mentioned at at the beginning that um, that our society also sort of rewards or lifts up the idea of we have so many different things to do and and we're very busy and therefore our attention is very fractured so this just speaks to being aware consistently yep yep um some of my favorite uh in some of these like 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 voltaire's book candide and then the faust story are really all about people's quest for, for meaning and, and, and really happiness. And what we're talking about is contentment. And the moral of really those stories is that you will find personal satisfaction through fruitful activity. So that can be anything, right? And you don't need to be making a million dollars a year. You could be, it's irrelevant what you're really what your work is or how much money you're making are you doing something for your fellow person and is the work that you're doing rewarding to you um and when you boil down ages of wisdom into those two books that's a pretty simple answer to the question but that's the answer to the question right (laughs) totally and um so if i were to take that one step further and say um, I was going to boil it down even more. Uh, I think contentment in a word is the gateway to more money and better health and greater happiness and less stress and overwhelm. And so you think about the things that are most important to you as an individual and to be able to be in your life through a, with a foundation of contentment you can you can access uh, whatever it is that feels like it's most important. If you know, like like you said, if it's you know, ultimately it's happiness. It's also all those other things that that I just mentioned, and contentment. That's the gateway. Right. I I like how you described that as the foundation, and you said earlier being unshakably okay. <clears throat> so yes, once you do have that foundation, then you can really build anything on top of it. And, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and you also mentioned this, this is not a matter of just sitting where I am and not wanting to improve or get better or innovate or make things different. Um, in fact, it's the foundation. And then by all means, go out and, and create the next Google, make a billion dollars because you're already, you're already a contented person. So it's not, 
go go and accumulate material things buy a yacht that 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 stuff's all awesome because you're doing that not because you need it or you're trying to make yourself content you're already there yes and um if you so if you're practicing contentment and i'm practicing contentment and we can um be in relationship with other people who in their own unique ways are all um, really relating to what that means to them. It actually has the power to change how we relate with each other. And if you can imagine that on a global level, the impact that that could have, that's where the contentment movement piece feels like it has um, some, some real drive for me. So not just material acquisition, but really a shared, um, all of us on this planet together, being able to um, be in relationship with that foundation. Imagine the difference that that would make. I have the pleasure of of having a lot of really great conversations with diverse and, and wonderful people and one of the unifying messages to all those conversations is if all of us just invested and took care of the people that we had direct contact with our families and our communities, then the world, you just couldn't not, it would, 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 there's no way it wouldn't be a better place. So totally agree. Um, well, Stacy Savage nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? So, um, I want to just offer an example of one of the Everyday 52 practices because um, each person I think that's listening to this is probably going to be able to relate to it and probably relate to it a little bit differently. But um, one of the aces in the deck is uh, the ace of spades is uh, to breathe. So breath, you think about breath for a second. And if you just uh, even just take an inhale and then exhale it and then Take another one and really be with your breath for a second. If you were to stop and take three good deep breaths once an hour, every hour or every four hours, whatever you could do, I think that you would find that um, your relationship with breath has everything to do with how you show up in any moment. So most of us forget to breathe if we're stressed or things feel overwhelming, um, or scary. Um, it's, it's, we can breathe really shallowly and just to connect with breath, not in the sort of yoga practice kind of way, but really just to remember to breathe. There's something right there that, uh, can get the foundation right back underneath you in any given moment. So I don't, uh, I don't, I don't mean to say I think people aren't breathing, but I think people aren't breathing. And that's a practice. Well, I think that that's great stuff. That definitely warrants, come on. Come on. So <laughs> that's excellent. And yes, we are obviously all breathing because we need to bring oxygen into our bodies. But I totally agree with you that if we just took some deep breaths every once in a while and took a second, <laughs> then we'd all probably be better off. And I, I, for, for, for me, for sure. I, I know that I have a tendency to breathe way too shallow and I don't, I don't think that I take enough air in. So I consciously do that. So excellent advice. Um, 
Well, Stacey, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? So uh, easiest way is to go to my website, which is uh, S-T-A-C-Y-B-O-S-T-O-N, StaceyBoston.com. Excellent. And we will list all the other places to find you in the notes of the show, and I definitely encourage everyone to check it out. So, well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Stacy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Thank you again, Stacy. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!